Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey Dave. Yeah Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cosy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome back to the new season of the Thistle Scottish Rugby Podcast. And because you've come back, we want to hit you up with a great deal from our friends at beer 52 Because you're such a loyal listener, if you sign up within the next two weeks, you will get two extra beers free. So that's 10 free beers, and all you have to do is pay £4.95 in packaging, and they will be delivered straight to your door. So we've got four autumn fixtures coming up before the World Cup, so you could get 10 free beers to help you through those. That's www.beer52.com forward slash thistle. That's beer52.com forward slash last thistle to get 10 beers delivered straight to your door get on it now all right we are back thistle scottish rugby podcast season four coming at you episode 96 lads alan matt how are you how was your summers Fine, a little bit fatter, a little bit more cynical. I'm back. <laughs> Perfect. Matt, how are you, bud? Good, mate. I've, I've missed this, you know. This what my whole summer has been leading up to, this is the peak of my summer. It does feel great. We're right at the sort of like the bottom of a, a really like hard mountain, but to think we're going to be World Cup champions <laughs> in about eight weeks, like 10 weeks' time, that is unbelievable. If Scotland win the World Cup, I will never do the podcast again. <laughs> that's, that's me done. We're, we might as well quitting. finish. Like, we'll end it high. No, we die now off that win for at least, what, two years? Just speak about it. You could speak about it every single episode, and it wouldn't get old. Well, look, 1966 was a long time ago, and we're still, they're still getting an awful lot out of that. <laughs> a few more subscription box deals through the door post-World Cup. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. We're, no, but I think we need to do at least one more. We'll be extremely hot property. Yeah, exactly. People will be like, we need to speak to people that know about Scottish rugby. That is a very small group of people, of which we may just about qualify. We're going to be hot quality still, when we win. Yeah, and we're still willing to go to Japan if anyone wants to. Exactly. I think that is the key that. message so. before we get into any business is that we are willing to go to Japan. So shall we kick off from there? Yeah. Big news. Also, the fine people at Spotify who ignored our advances for a few years have now accepted us onto their platform. I don't know if you guys have heard of Spotify. I think it's going to kick off, but um, we're now on there. <laughs> they've they've had podcasts. a bit of a kicking since they've gone public, and I reckon this is the thing that's going to turn them around. They, they've brought us on to sort of sure up their, exactly. their share price. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly that. So you can get us on Spotify, iTunes, Acast, or wherever you may get your podcasts from. As ever, we are on Twitter. That is Thistle Rugby Pod, and the Instagram has kicked off. Alan chucking in some memes. Thistle underscore rugby underscore pod. Get yourself on there. 
Um, and the mailbag, which we will be dipping into a little bit later. That is the thistle rugby at gmail.com. Season four, we'd love to hear more and more from you. So get in touch with your thoughts on any games or any weird stories you've got about Scottish rugby. We'd love to hear them and we will read them out. Did a bit of analysis of our following over summer, lads. So a big shout out to the 100 ultras in China who are beating censorship laws to listen to us today. Hope you guys are staying safe. We love the, love the support. Do we not have some in North Korea as well? Like two in North Korea or something? No, we had one oh, we in Palestine. Oh, right. One in Palestine, which is, I mean, it's not quite the same awesome. as North Korea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. And a huge following in the UAE. Yeah. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're going global. Do you know what was our highest listeners per member of population? Per capita. Per capita. Per capita. That's the word. What was it? Cayman Islands. The Cayman Islands. That wonderful tax domicile just can't get enough of Scottish <laughs> rugby. I, I can it. only think of like one person who's maybe. We like know at least we know it, one. Not person. a lot of people. <laughs> and his small population will make up all the listeners. <laughs> well, look, if there is any sweet Cayman uh, companies that want to sponsor us, we're we're interested. Yeah, yeah. We do not mind Panama Papers, whatever. Yeah. It's fine. We'll happily domicile ourselves in <laughs> exactly. Cayman yeah. I'd like to take us <laughs> offshore if possible. <laughs> I mean, uh, the Beer 52 money is just stacking up. We need to find more efficient ways of, uh, more efficient ways of holding those assets. Right. Enough nonsense. Let's go into the Super 6 relaunch. Sorry, the rebrand. The rebrand. The rebrand. So we now have the Ayrshire Bulls. Yeah. The Southern Knights and the Boroughmuir Bears, who are having a bit of fun, and then boring old Watsonian, Sterling County, and Harriets, who are staying very traditional to their, their club names. Is that confirmed that Watsonians and Harriets aren't? Yeah. Change the name. I mean, it's not confirmed, but as we record on the 13th of August, they have not rebranded. What do you think they could be? I think Sterling could be the Bravehearts. Do you think they'd be like Caledonia Bravehearts? So they might take the Caledonia good. term. Yeah, possibly, actually. Watsonian if you're weasels. willing to completely go away from Sterling County, Watsonian weasels. weasels. <laughs> oh, the Sony bums. The Sony, Sony bums and the nails. There you go. Yeah. Perfect. The dirty, dirty nails. Yeah, the toenails. That would be, I mean, it'd be really embracing <laughs> the insult. I'd yeah. really enjoy it. And I mean, marketing spend in sort of Scottish rugby <laughs> rebrands has gone through the roof. There is some like six man like marketing consultants <laughs> floating oh. around like the borders <laughs> and like Ayrshire if you adjust. Writing checks right now. Yeah. I mean, isn't that that cricket team that also fairly recently rebranded as the Southern Knights or like the Edinburgh Knights or something like that? Edinburgh Knights. Is yeah. it the Edinburgh Knights? Yeah. yeah. Two for one deal from that marketing consultancy. <laughs> like, Luke Melrose. Not about Knight. <laughs> yeah. Which, which was your favorite um, origin story? Ayrshire Bulls or um, the Southern Knights? Oh, the Southern Knights. I mean, that, that video and everything with the. I thought it was all very good until they just kind of did a focus on that flapping night for like 40 seconds <laughs> nothing, nothing, nothing happened i kind of thought hmm I'm, um i'm still holding out for the Your bears origin video yeah that I'm, like, I'm really excited <laughs> about that their logo is by far the best yeah <laughs> is i guess yeah, they put a lot of effort into that I'm, slash google bear and there's no sort of like infringement right on it and i'm just that's fine I think, it's I think it's good i'm actually you know I do enjoy making fun of these origin videos, but I do think that, you know, at least they're, they're making something of it. It's a new competition. They're trying to get a bit of excitement going. They're trying to carve out a bit of identity to give something people to grab onto. I think they kind of have to as well. You know, yeah. Otherwise, it's just going to... It's hard to blur the lines between well, yeah. I'm the old clubs. Then the, the Southern Knights aren't going to be wearing the Melrose colours. don't know. It's... I mean, it just... It still feels like Everyone just knows it's Melrose. Yeah, I think so. But I think in that interview with Rob Christie, he said, you know, we want to keep playing at the Green Yards and sort of like as much of the identity as we can, but we realize that this is a different competition and we want to attract the best players from the borders, which is just, you know, the realities of yeah. of the whole competition. Absolutely. Um, and the Ayrshire Bulls, big name signing, Scotland squad member Gordy Reid. Is uh, is signed up for the Ayrshire Bulls um, mm. for next season, which is a pretty good coup for them. It's a pretty nice story. Like, obviously, came up through that club. Yeah, and I think he in in his interview he said that um, 
the chairman at the time when he left air to go to glasgow said to him promise me you'll come back and play for air one day like i'd, I'd really love to see it and i think he genuinely has sort of taken that on board fair i mean it's got to be the first tier one non-full professional player for about 20 years well, since the game <laughs> went professional yeah it's a good point so on the scotland world cup squad when you sort of when you know you get your wall chart out with the squads it's going to say yeah gordon reed airshire bulls not since 95 <laughs> when you had like Gav he- Gav yeah, yeah, Hastings yeah or like scott hastings watsonians yeah would you have had a non Mm. someone playing for a non-professional club because when i when i first saw it i assumed when he first tweeted that thing saying big news coming this way yeah. i thought it would be to do with air but i thought it would be a partnership, partnership contract agreement. yeah like, like you've seen sean kennedy sign a partnership contract with Stanley yeah. county yeah but it's it's not glasgow have not come out and been part of it at all and he said in his interviews yeah, I'm going to obviously play rugby, but this is semi-professional, so I need something to do as, as my day job. He's been quite explicit in that. Yeah. So yeah, but- I'm sure he's, he's always going to be an option, but it's not a partnership contract with him. The thing that confused me, though, is his photo saying, big news coming soon. Was that Glasgow? Was in front of a sign for Glasgow Warriors. <laughs> and then he's like, only joking. Airship Bills it is. Yeah. So I'm, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see him play for Glasgow. At some point. I mean, I think if he doesn't make the World Cup squad, he will almost certainly be called into the Glasgow yeah. squad. Yeah. Considering yeah. both Edinburgh and Glasgow have been calling in, like, under-20s guys and sevens players. Yeah. Recently. And the BBC, well, the BBC website is going to be streaming one game per round live, and all of it's going to be available on Scotland's own, Scotland Rugby's YouTube channel. So a bit of a push to get it out to as many people Mm. as possible Alan you're a big man on broadcast rights thoughts on that yeah I mean it's fine I guess like <laughs> wow <laughs> wow and ringing endorsement I don't really understand what the point of BBC I do understand what the point of BBC Alba is that's dangerous territory I yeah <laughs> but I, I I genuinely thought you'd be able to get like a highlight show or even one game a week on the new BBC Scotland channel right take it to the mainstream yeah you know it's live sport I feel like, you know, maybe doing a highlight show on a Sunday night or something, I think would bring in enough yeah. interest. Yeah. I thought yeah. I, that's where I thought it would go. I think maybe live live matches on the website and then maybe a highlight show with, uh, with the Super 6 teams. Just because ultimately, I mean, it depends how much of the um, BBC Sport website pushes it, but it'd be... I think it's probably a good thing that they, the SOU are doing the broadcasting because yeah. then at least they can bring sort of a level of professionalism to it and they can sort of maintain that. Absolutely. Uh, well, we're going to be keeping a very close eye on that and uh, we've already spoken to a couple of the clubs about coming on the pod in the coming weeks to tell us about their, um, their preparations. So keep it with us in the coming weeks and we'll be filling you in on everything that's going on Super 6-wise. Can we get Peter Wright from JHK on? I want to hear what's happening at JHK. New, new stadium. They've got Hugh Jones. <laughs> I, can't believe, I can't believe Hugh Jones is going to go there. I know. I know. That's not a partnership deal either. Yeah, he's I just know. No, that's straight up. He's, he's doubling his salary. JHK offered him a one-week Glasgow, one-week Barbados c- contract. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely bit their hand off. Straight. In, uh, yeah, so that is the Super 6 launching November the 8th. Um, very, very exciting move for Scottish rugby. We will keep an eye on that. We're not going to get too into the news because, frankly, we've been off for three months and there's been an awful lot going on. And we'll catch up with a lot of the club stuff when we preview the Pro 14 when it's starting uh, in a few weeks' time. But one worth picking up, Mark Donson confirmed this week that Ben Ryan, Fiji 7's um, Olympic winning coach, is reviewing Scotland's high performance and their sort of pathway um, structure, which seems like a very smart move. He's a well-respected guy in rugby. Yeah, I think so. And, and obviously there's a bit of a gap to be filled with Scott Johnson leaving. So maybe it's sort of just bridging that gap. Ben Ryan can recommend a person he thinks should come in, um, what steps he needs to take to to improve. I mean, there is Sean Wayne, I think, still floating around. There was rumours that he was going to go back to league, but yeah. it seems to sort of be a bit this sort of invisible man slightly. I'm not, I can't point mm-hmm. to a single mm-hmm. thing that he's sort of been responsible for yet maybe that's just the the nature of it but i have no idea it's a bit strange though because obviously they said that they missed that they tried to get guys to be from leinster yes. they didn't get him 
so now they've got Ben Ryan in to do a review of what they should do. So clearly, like, the process was, we want to get Guy used to be, and if we don't get him, we don't know what to do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll so, fudge it for a little bit. I think now, someone, someone did tweet, like, uh, I mean, I think it's quite natural for everyone to get excited about Ben Ryan. Yeah. But someone did tweet, like, since Fiji winning that gold, he has done literally nothing. Rugby X. Well, fine. He's Five read, aside. He's uh, read a book. What have you done? Well, he didn't write it, actually. Tom Fordyce wrote it. So, um, Tom Fordyce? Ford. Tom Fordyce. Not, not Tom Ford. He did the cover of the photos. Um, but uh, I, no, I, I like I, him. I agree, that. though. It's like, what's Ben Ryan done? Great coach with the Sevens, England and Fiji. Mm. I think I thought he'd done some consultancy work with the Wales team and the French team, the French Rugby Union. Yeah, and I've, I'm, I'm sure... I wonder seen... what the French Rugby Union did with that. Like, yeah. <laughs> thanks very much but no but I guess yeah has has he ever been what's his experience of like shaping uh, like performing I'm, sh- I'm sure he he's not really been given a shot in 15s to be fair and I think he's kind of said that he's not come across an opportunity that fits with his values which I which I, I can understand but it's sort of like well come on yeah. mate you've got to sort of I make guess some in, sort of prompt compromise well because what he rejected the Edinburgh job I don't know if he did he was definitely in the reckoning, wasn't he? I'm yeah. not sure he rejected it or the they went story for Cockrell. Anyway. I love that he comes out of it. He's like, my recommendation is me. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of what Scott Johnson does all the time. He's just like, yeah. do you know you should go for that role? <laughs> this guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, we will see when those recommendations come through. Um, I'll keep an eye on it. And if anyone does know what Sean Wayne is up to, please let us know. Whatever high-performance like coaching he is doing would be very, very interesting to hear about. Um, that's kind of all I've got noted down news-wise. Um, should we just get into the preview for the Scotland-France game? Let's do it. That's good. Just before we do that, here is a quick word from our new sponsor, Find a Player. With the new rugby season and the World Cup approaching, we're really delighted to say that we've teamed up with the guys from Find a Player. If you're looking to get yourself a last-minute player for your summer touch game or just trying to recruit a player for the new season, then download the Find a Player app in the App Store now. It's got automatic group chat, team management, and even player ratings so you can bag on your mates. Get your squad out of the WhatsApp group and run your game through the Find a Player app. Get it on the App Store now. And... Have you ever thought about playing touch with another Thistle listener? You can do that. You can group yourself on Find a Player and find another person who cares about Scottish rugby just as much as you. Check out the link, which is going to be posted in the description of this podcast. Click through to that and then type in the password THISTLE, all caps. That's THISTLE in all caps. And voila, you will be registered as a THISTLE um, follower and then you can find other followers to play sports with. That's the Find a Player app. Download it for free today. All right, the big one. Scotland's first step towards World Cup glory. Down in Nice versus France, Saturday, 8 p.m., Live on Premier Sports, I believe. Um, so get yourself on there to watch it. Uh, big news this week, I suppose, relating to the Scotland squad is that it has been trimmed from 44 to 40 um, players with Nick Gregg, Kyle Stain, Henry Pergos, and Gary Graham being dropped from that initial 44. Um, lads, how are you feeling about it? We are in a test week. It's the start of a massive sort of 10, 12 weeks of Scottish rugby. Matt, you're sitting in Greg Townsend's um, seat. Are you picking full noise, this is my first team, or are you keeping all of the big names in cotton wool and sort of making using this to make those judgment calls? It's a tough one because obviously England Wales at the weekend, Gareth Anscombe, who's probably going to be there starting 10, you know, is out of the whole World Cup. If that happened to Finn Russell... <laughs> be absolutely fucked. Pack it up. <laughs> we are done. But then I kind of think I was trying to to pick a team, and I kind of think there's there's not much point in picking a second team of guys who are maybe unproven or looking to test their fitness. Someone like Duncan Taylor, because then it just ends up like a pretty disjointed type of game where people aren't used to playing with with one another. 
and it's very hard to shine in that sort of and how much do you actually get from that rather than you know testing combinations so you um, don't think Duncan Taylor should start I, I would like to see him start but I would quite like to see him in a strong settled team so for example with a settled halfback partnership gotcha. and uh, maybe like a, a front yeah, five that point. have played with one another before which I think also would allow these guys who maybe need game time or or are the sort of outliers to prove themselves, but also then allows Scotland to start building momentum and getting those combinations back again. I seem to remember Mark Palmer, who's often well-informed of these things, saying that Duncan Taylor was set to start in the France game, as, as if it's sort of been preordained as, this is your chance to prove fitness before we mm. trim this any further. Yeah. Um, for somebody who's been out essentially for a whole year, I think it's just the first opportunity to get a full board game. And he did play sort of in that, not really reported, but there yeah. was a training game against yeah, Edinburgh. behind closed doors. Room. Yes. Um, I'm keen to see Taylor and Hutchinson. Oh yeah, in yeah. the centres. I'd like. To, I think you're right. I think it'd be good to have almost like an Ali Price, Finn Russell, and then like a Hog, Seymour, Maitland back three. Just like yeah. some pe- people who have worked a lot together. Or, before. or even someone like maybe keep two of those and put in Kinghorn or something. Yeah, who's, who's yeah. coming back from Definitely. from an injury. Yes, I think that's a sensible way to do it. Um, if Instagram's anything to judge by, Rory Hutchinson's looking in absolutely fantastic condition. Oh, really? Yeah. When you just look at the centres that we have to pick from, it's like surely the strongest pool yeah. of Scotland centres in, in That's recent gonna be memory, the biggest for cut. sure. Yeah. That's going to be the toughest But then cut. Mark Palmer was, once again, well-informed, seemed to be singing Chris Harris's praises, which yeah. is a bit annoying, because I kind of think, <laughs> I don't know, I, I would just rather have someone there. like Hutchinson <laughs> He's obviously a fantastic trainer, though, because you think he came and started that game against Wales two Six Nations ago, and Tooney's always kept him around, despite yeah. him never really he's never had in like a performance. A full, he's never in, had like a massive stinker, but yeah, I agree. And I kind of feel like with someone like Chris Harris, even if he plays at his best, he's not like a game breaker. Whereas I think from what we've seen from someone like Hutchinson this season or Taylor, we know what they can do. Yep. They can almost like get to that level of performance that I don't think Harris at his very best can quite hit. Do you know, I think there's been a lot of, they've been pushing this message in the press a lot around how they're focused on defence. You know, like Matt Taylor's been like shipped out to be like, this is our key focus, blah, blah. And obviously with Chris Harris, they were like, we just love how kind of energetic yeah. he is in defence. And maybe that's just something where, to be fair, you look back at the last sort of two years of Scotland matches, it's where we, it's where we struggle. Fans have been hovers. So, yeah, and someone like Hugh Jones, maybe you leaked quite a lot of tries in that channel. Yeah. What do you think? Will we see Big Blade finally getting a cap for um, Scotland? Blade Thompson. I think so. I want to see what he can do, and, and he can obviously he's really versatile as well. He yeah. can play all across the back row. So I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him get a run out. I'm not sure I've ever seen him play. To be honest with you. I've seen him play. I've never thought he was like incredible. I thought yeah, he I've was. Seen a, highlights, you know, obviously. I thought he was. Uh, whenever I watched him Super Rugby, I thought you're kind of like a you're like a good Hurricanes forward, if you know what I mean. Like maybe the Hurricanes pack has not had that reputation of being like a Crusaders pack. Yeah. It's like a bit more loose and a bit more lightweight that can thrive on hard grounds, but yes. isn't that sort of like traditional forward pack? Yeah. So I, I think that's the kind of In- player he is. And I guess in Japan, where it sounds... I didn't realise how hot Japan was until people started chatting about this World Cup. Roasting. Absolutely roasting and really humid. Um, yeah. It kind of sounds like that's potentially the sort of player you might want to go for ahead of your Josh Strauss. Yeah, for sure. So, especially if fitness becomes an issue as well. Mm. I wouldn't mind seeing him in there. I'd, I, I mean, I wouldn't be sort of pushing for him to start because I think that Bradbury... Played pretty well at the end of last season, and Fagerson in particular at the end of the club season was looking like yeah. Yeah, the best he's ever looked mm, form-wise. Yeah. So good guy to have around. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see him give it a shot. What do you think about players like John Barkley? Um, obviously, doesn't have anything to prove in terms of he's played at Scotland for the highest level, but possibly wanting a bit of game time. But he is at that sort of he's that elder statesman, and he could be very, very vital to us. Do you think this is just one for him to sit out? What do you think, Alan? 
feel like he got to get him some game time. He, I know he played a couple of games at the back end of last season, but in the last year, he's played like two games. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it, so I get that probably more than any other player, he's pretty big injury risk. Well, out of all the senior players, probably the highest injury risk. But we sort of had this conversation about whether it's worth risking players. And I think ultimately, whilst you could just wrap them up in cotton wool, if you do that, he's just not going to come out firing, especially as our first game is Ireland. Exactly. You don't you don't have time to ramp up people's fitness or exactly. performance. You have to hit the ground running. So I, I Yeah, I think he'll play. It's interesting, though, that Townsend said sort of in on an interview previously that not every player would get a game um and obviously the fact he's cut those four players sort of yeah you know decreases the amount of people that won't play but i quite like that attitude actually so it's not just sort of chucking people in to try out new things i I don't think this is the time that you want to start no sort of you, you want people pressing for places obviously but you don't want people that sort of a you've got loads of different selection decisions to make that are different to the last th- two, three years. Yeah, it was part of me that quite likes Eddie Jones' kind of method of, I know I can, because I think you can wait till the 8th of September. Yeah, he's yeah. coming out really early. And he's just like, no, I know this is my team. I want to focus yeah. on them for the next sort of three weeks. I don't want to yeah. have like this big extended squad. And whilst like, the thing is, it's never going to be a good time to cut players. And I think yeah. ultimately, if you've got if you've got that view on who you think you're going to take, it's almost worth just kind of committing to that 31. Well, if you think of the teams who have won the World Cup, probably most of them going in, you know, with the squad. They'll rename a bigger squad, but you know, one to fifteen, there's going to be like two question marks. But like, think of like the O three England World Cup squad, like the the winning fifteen, yes. starting fifteen, like probably before the get- whole tournament, you'd say that was your starting 15. There's mm-hmm. not much change. And I think those are the, the teams that tend to do best. Do you think we'll re- regret sacking off Pierce Francis as he lifts the Webb Ellis <laughs> trophy? The Webb Ellis <laughs> trophy. Uh, I mean, if it happens, it's going to be the weirdest rugby story of all time from a Scottish so perspective. Weird. I mean, I think if, even by Scottish standards, if somebody had you know, said, Pierce Francis, we need to do anything we can to hold on to him based on his Edinburgh form when he was there. That would have been a mad decision. I'd be a bit gutted if Rui McConkey won it because yes. his dad's Scottish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, his name's just so ridiculously Scottish. Scottish. What's um, what is going on with France's preparations? They've gone out the blocks pretty early and named a squad, haven't they? Yeah, dropped a few big names as well. Who they dropped? Teddy Thomas didn't get in the squad. Bastero, Bastero <laughs> played number eight for Lyon. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I suppose it's, it's a classic case of France. You just never know what you're going to get. You never know. I mean, if they if they get out like they can they can put out a really strong starting fifteen. Yeah. But it, it seems in the past like three four years they've had absolutely no idea who their starting fifteen is, and they chop and change all yeah, the sure. time. I don't think they're coming into the World Cup in a great place. Uh, they do but, have a habit of performing once they get to World Cups, though. Last World Cup, they were pretty. No, Ropey. Maybe I'm just thinking about 2011. Yeah, yeah. Th- yeah. <laughs> when they got to, just, when they were just, terrible, but I got think to the they're finals. even worse than then, though. Yeah, maybe. Like, I think that in 2011 they were always sort of still kind of competing for the Six Nations title, yeah. and I think they've become more of a shambles since then. Was just sort of dragging everybody up to his level. Yeah, but then I suppose with that France team at the moment, with like Bello and Ntamak and those sort of younger guys that have come in, there does seem to be a bit more ex- excitement around them and. They did pump us at the Stade de France, to be fair. Yeah. We, that's were, we, we, had a, we were rubbish. We had a really injury sort of stricken team, but... It'd be tough. Sort of Saturday and Nice, sort of first game out of the blocks, I guess the French played much further into the summer than a mm. lot of the Scottish yeah. players have. I feel that's probably going to be kind of a tick in, tick in the Scottish box because they've probably been a little bit better managed. But I don't know. I'm quite. I'm a bit worried about, especially that those French backs, like a hot night in Nice. People like Raka, Pinot, Ramos, mm. a lot of that Toulouse kind of backline. Yeah, I feel it'd be interesting, like especially sort of out the gate, and depending yeah. on what that Scottish backline is, if they go for what we think and kind of put people like Taylor mm. and Hudson, how well can they sort of gel together? Uh, 
Yeah, I'm just I'm casting my mind back to before the last World Cup we played France in a warm-up match in France and should have beaten them. I don't know if you remember that. No. It was when um I do not. It was when uh Grieg put that crossfield kick in that Seymour chased down and managed to just get a boot on it and he went over. And then we we're in the last five minutes or so, we were pressing for the win. And someone chucked this like two and one pass into touch. Might be Matt Scott. This all could be true. <laughs> it's true. I've got, I've got I remember watching it no in. Um, could be true. I was on holiday in, uh, in Spain in 2015 and I was watching it. Lovely. I mean, it could be true. It, I, I'm sure it is true. I just I had a sort of sudden flashback <laughs> to that moment. Uh, it's It's hard to make of it. I mean, hard to, what you make of it because I thought even that England-Wales game at, at the weekend like England would be really happy obviously and Wales would be thinking mm, but it didn't quite feel like a proper yeah. test match Hey I'm Ryan Reynolds Recently I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts they said what the f*** are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Let me put this to you then. Scotland, in four weeks' time, have lost all four warm-up games, but everybody, all of their oh. senior players are fit and ready for the Ireland game. First game of the World Cup. So, Hoggy, Finn, Barkley, Watson, all your big names that you don't want to be injured are all absolutely fine. Are you happy with that? No. No. It's a plain... <laughs> well, it depends what the opposite yeah. is. Are they all injured? <laughs> <laughs> one four. Yeah. 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 <laughs> one four, and they've called up the whole of the Southern Knights team. Yeah. <laughs> Southern, yeah. And the Bravehearts. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's a hypothetical question, Alan. Maybe you could just like get on board with it <laughs> for, the, for the purpose of this recorded conversation that we're having. Yeah, uh, I think no matter what the outcome, if we don't have two wins, mm. it's a complete shit show. A complete shit show. Yeah. We have to beat Georgia are good. They're not that good. They're no. not even Japan or Fiji. I agree. Well, let's not talk about Japan. They're looking great. Yeah, well, it's got to be, yeah. <laughs> It, like we should, we I get that you know Georgian have a big pack, but they actually haven't really kicked on as much no. as I think some people mm. kind of market them to have. Um, and obviously going over to Tbilisi, it's going to be a bit of a, a it's actually quite far away. <laughs> Difficult to get to as well. Difficult to get hot to. there as well. Yeah, um, but I think as a minimum they should be looking for three wins out of four. Yeah, I look at that and I think. Yeah, three wins is really naturally winning both at home and then picking up what Tbilisi away. Tbilisi away. Tbilisi away. So possibly. I, I, I think. Weekend. I think France Scotland at, in Nice will be close. If not Scotland, I think Scotland got a good chance of winning that. Still, I think the game is going to be absolute carnage. In what way? I think you've got a French team dominated by Toulouse players who haven't really played together, played a match for a while, and Scotland team under Tunney haven't really played together for a while yeah. in a game that doesn't really mean anything oh god I think I don't know how be, I feel about that I think it's going to be absolute like balls just getting chucked out the back nah. really open players really struggling in the heat and humidity fitness wise fitness wise I think it I think it'll be a really really fun game to watch it depends who they play I think if you if you go with someone like Laidlaw who I'd be maybe tempted to play then I think he brings that control to it Mm. If you go with Price, then you know all bets are off. He'll be loving it. Saturday yeah. night at kickoff time in Nice, twenty six degrees. Yeah, I really got. Uh, to be honest, of all the players in the squad, I almost think Leilo's the player that you like is the lowest chance of playing. 
I guess I just don't. Possibly. He's got, uh, don't I've seen him see doing that. a lot of like charity stuff on um, like social media and stuff. He doesn't seem to be like in camp an awful lot. Yeah, he's wearing a lot of sort of, like nice high end. Townsend did Townsend did say in that um, in that interview with the official pod to, that he was sort of there's different sort of dates when people are back based on when yeah. they finished yeah. um, their original yeah. their season basically. Was he playing late? Can't remember how late. How did Claremont, Claremont do? God. Semi, definitely semi. I don't know. I have literally no idea. I don't know. To lose one? God, <laughs> I sick. actually don't know. How long ago does it feel? Yeah, I know it feels no. Um, but anyway, I actually, I think it'll be something a little rogue like Castro right. one. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Twenty-six degrees and sixty-seven percent humidity. Actually, that's quite. It's quite nice actually. So yeah, he played the top fourteen final on yeah. the fifteenth of June. 15th of June, so he's... And Toulouse won that, didn't they? Toulouse big So yeah. he's probably one of the last men to join up in camp Him after his five weeks. Richie, I don't... I should, Richie's sorry. not, the Richie's not even in the yeah. squad, is he? Yeah. There you well, go. there you go. Maybe something will come to regret. Happy with, happy with the four that were cut? Yeah. I feel like over the last year, Nick Gregg has... Whilst he appears to be one of the nicest people in the world, he has regressed slightly. I think he got shown up his, a little bit. I, I just think it's clear that he's not at that level yes. of international rugby. Fantastic yeah. player for Glasgow. But I mean, he's... Yeah, exactly. And I'm, I'm actually... I'm not happy that he has been cut, but I'm happy that it just makes, I think, Townsend's life a bit easier in terms of selecting those centres. Because I think he has still gone... For, he's gone for the highest calibre of player. Yeah. Henry Pergos, we always knew. Was the There's almost no point in picking there. a fourth guy. Yeah. Stain, um, Stain could have been a nice option as a bit of an unknown quantity, but I think he was like sort of a, a bit of an. I think he'd be a, luxury. Would have been a luxury pick. Yeah. Potentially, um, that's why you chuck out that Chris Harris. Cause there's, there's almost no point in having him and Chris Harris because they're both kind of yeah. similar players. They're both very much on the fringes. Yeah, Stain will be very valuable to Glasgow as well with versatility and what mm. he brings to them when they're oh, operating yeah. an absolutely threadbare squad. That could be the end of. Um, Guy Graham's international career because he's still at Newcastle next year. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, maybe get a move to the Ayrshire Bulls. That'll bolster his chances that's playing true. Scotland. Nice. Nice. Oh, I should he's Southern Knights. He'd play. Yeah, he'd be a Southern Knights. He'd, yeah. he'd be in their catchment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's only 26. You know. Oh, I mean, he might still move. I don't know. But yeah. Um, fine. And who, yeah, that's four, that four people, isn't it? I was yeah. pretty happy with them. I felt like it was a real. It I was thought quite, they all it was made quite sense. brutal, but. For the best, but I think again, you get you get into that stage where like he said, like there's only so much training you can do with that many people, and yeah. gradually you need to start being much more individual and much more focused on skills. And yeah, like there's, you can't be running drills with like seven centers. Mm. I think with like normal hookers, Grant Stewart would have gone, but everyone's like yeah. just knows that almost certainly one of Brown Turner and McAnally will be going down in the warm up games. Well, I don't think yeah. Brown's going to be fit maybe until the World Cup. Yeah, yeah he's he's on a managed recovery. Yeah. So. And George Turner was injured towards the tail end of the, the Glasgow season as well, wasn't I don't think he'll well, be fit it? for the first couple of those warm-ups. So you obviously put Stewart <laughs> on the bench. So you will need Grant Stewart then. Yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a good chance we're going to need Grant yeah. Stewart. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, um, are we done on that, do you think? Predictions on that? Yeah, we'll do a quick prediction. I mean, obviously, it's so dependent on what, squ- what team both... Both can put out. Really not interested. I, in I know. Tonight, are you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I will. I do not answer hypothetical there's, there's questions. Actually, there's actually too many variables, so I cannot make an informed <laughs> opinion about it. You've heard this podcast before, right? Yeah, like, no, that's true. Sorry. Um, I'm going to go with France by five. France by five, Matt. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go France by five, but coming away pretty happy with that. Yeah, a solid performance. Yeah. I'm going to say France by five, total points over 55. Bet of the week. 55. Yeah, Ooh. that's my bet of the week. Bet of the okay. week. France I'm by five, sure thing. points Back. scored over 55. I also think France will probably win by a little bit. Just by a little bit. I think it'll just be one of those, like, kind of like what you saw in like the early rounds of like rugby championship and like these other warm-up games that have been happening. Just like mm. really rough Lots of errors, 
possibly not everyone getting really overexcited and just not quite executing at that highest level i think yeah yeah i think if we do go with an experimental center partnership or one that's not played before together like can you expect them to be like amazingly mm. on defensively and france have just got and the fact people flair. haven't you know it's very rare that you're going to have done like a pre-season and then exactly. go straight into an international match. Yeah. Yes. It's not like a club match or something. So, so welcome back, fans. Three Scotland losses predicted. <laughs> the positivity starts here. Three Scotland losses predicted and a group stage exit post-loss to Russia. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Actually, we did ask for some of your World Cup predictions. We're going to hold them back. Um, until we're a little bit closer to the tournament. But my God, our negativity spreads, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Deary me. Sorry about that, fans. Um, well, should we finish on a high with a little quiz from Alan? What have you got? Oh, yeah. People have been batting down the door. They want the AGM. They want the annual reports accountancy quiz. You bring it to them? The AGM quiz is coming. I've printed it off. I've stapled it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm taking it on my two-week holiday. Yeah, nice. To, uh, yeah, to sure. read. Yeah, they're going to be like, "Look, there's a beautiful view of the coast." And we're like, "Look, sorry, there's uh, some working capital sums that need to be done here." And you're actually reading the footnotes here. Yeah. So. <laughs> and we'll hear more about your holiday next week. Yes, that's true. It's yeah. going to be exciting. Nice. Um, <laughs> taste very, so, what's the good. theme? The theme is World Cup. Okay. Scotland at the World Cup. That, like seems, that seems like that seems natural. That fit, <laughs> it, seems, fitting, it seems to fit fitting with the topic of the day. Go on. Um, there have been six men who have coached Scotland at World Cup. In, ooh, ooh, it's, it's tough, but I think I know it. Yeah. Wait, did I you say there were seven people? Six. Six. Yeah. yeah. I got, you yeah, should get five. Got six. Yeah. Have you not five? Okay. Feeling okay about that. Dave, start with yourself. Who have you got? Vern Cotter. 2015. Big Vern. Matt. Banker. Uh, Do you want to go descending on? Yeah, I am actually. Uh, Robinson. Andy Robinson. Do you have Andy Robinson, Dave? I did have Andy Robinson, yeah. Who you got next? Frank Haddon. Frank Haddon 07. Well done. Uh, McGeekin. Yeah. What year slash years? Uh, he did it in 03. Yeah. And he did it in 99. Didn't do it in ninety nine, but that, I didn't ask you that question. He did it in ninety one. Oh, did he? Yes, he might yeah. go. He might have gone as an assistant in ninety nine. I actually forgot there was a nineteen ninety one World Cup. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dave, I had Geech. Geech, yeah. And uh, that is the end of my list. It's the end of your list. <laughs> That's the end of my okay. list of people. So I'm starting again. The quiz is very strong. I feel that's fair. Telfer, Telfer, Gosh, of course. My understanding is from looking at it. He was 95 and 99. Yeah. Of course, Jim Telford. I think McGeekin was maybe assistant in 99. That's why I got it on my head. Yeah, I think it probably was correct. My other one is, is it Dixon? Dixon. Richie Dixon. No, that's the guy who's the... Who's, uh, who was the Georgia coach for a bit. Who's the Georgia coach and and did coach Scotland for a little yeah, bit, he didn't did. he? Yeah, he did. I also wrote Nixon first and then... Changed it. Well, he had some sort of. I can't remember. He had some sort of. So who thing. who who was hold the on, hold on, who hold was on, the man? Hold on, hold on, hold on. He was a clue. Former Scottish international rugby player. Played at Hoyk. Played fourteen times between nineteen sixty five and nineteen sixty eight, and he even went on the Lions tour in nineteen sixty six. Deans. No. Uh, Rennick. No. Oh, I don't know. It was Derek Grant. <laughs> Never heard of Deza. <laughs> Deke. But on his Wikipedia page, it doesn't say Coach Scotland. <laughs> yeah, I don't I know about that, man. Was that, the, that was 87 then? Mm. This is mm. definitely a great start to the quiz. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> You're okay. But- Five, four to Matt. Yeah. Interestingly enough, Scotland has never had any player as back-to-back captain okay. for Scottish World Cup. So we've had eight. <laughs> we've had eight. <laughs> the captains. Not including 2019. Oh, my word. I want you to mm. name me the eight captains at the start of the tournament. Ooh. Listening to the rugby pod today and it's given me one answer, actually. Yeah, it's given me, yeah. it's given me, it's given me <laughs> that, that two as well. All eight are Scottish rugby legends. Yeah, right, right into some names. Here we go. Right into some names, some absolute legends from the 80s. That's fair. The 90s. <laughs> Get it done. <laughs> Matt, what have you got? In descending order. If you want to do descending, it's up to you. Do what you want. Laidlaw. Uh, well, 
Yes, Laidlaw is correct. 2015. In 2015. Um, Al Kellogg, 2011. Al Kellogg, 2011. Correct. Is 07 Jason White? 07 is Jason White. That is such a good show. Did you have Jason White? I had white written down. <laughs> but not for 07. That's fine. I didn't yeah, 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 yeah. That's didn't have fine. to be... I was, just, I, I was just like, where are the absolute heroes? Yeah, yeah that's good That's call. fair. Uh, who have you got next? This is where we start, start going back. It does mean that my next answer, which I had, is Chris Patterson, is definitely not right. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Patterson is not correct. Is it Gordon Bullock in 03? It was not Gordon oh. Bullock. I thought you would get that. Uh, uh, real... Oh, Red Path. Exactly. Fine, Red Path. Red yeah. Path. Mm. Goes real moment of clarity from that... My O three VHS summary video where they mention Red Redpath being captain in the quarterfinal against Australia. So Patterson banged over that snap Mate. fifty meter oh, drop goal. Drop that drop goal from like a standing start. Yeah. Unbelievable. That drop goal is genuine filth. Unbelievable. Uh who have we got next? They've I mean no dates attached. Gavin Hastings. <laughs> I've got Gav as well, yeah. 1995. He was 95. 95. Yeah, yeah I don't know about... 95. 99. 99. So it's the 99 Five Nations squad. Winners of the Five Nations. Yeah. Andy Nichol? Oh. No. I feel like you're not too far off. So it's a scrum half. <laughs> I don't know. From the Boris, Jedburgh. In 99. Big Newcastle legend. Gary Armstrong. Gary oh, Armstrong. Nice. There you go. Right. 1991. See, Jed Forrester having a, just a little, right. into Jed Forrester having a special charity dinner called Three Nines, which is dedicated to Gary Armstrong, yeah. Roy Laidlaw, and Gree Laidlaw. Oh, I did see Quite that. Quite cool. Yeah. That sounds like a really fun night, actually. <laughs> I was being baking up club, club no, rugby, no, no, and I, 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 once I, I, again, I, 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 you, you, you sorry. don't. You, you really sort of pied any hypothetical question. <laughs> I've just, I've just tried to big up an important event for the whole of the Borders region, and <laughs> you right. know, okay, okay, we're okay. in ninety-one, right? Nineteen ninety-one. He one of the few Scottish players to have beaten the All Blacks. To have captained a team that's beaten the All Blacks. Finn the Calder. Nope. Oh, buggy. I had Calder written down, not committing as to which one. <laughs> that is but. fair. <laughs> um, so in 1992, I actually saw something about this recently. It was a couple of Scottish players played in a World 15 oh, tour okay. of um, New Zealand in 1992. And they won the first match and then lost two. I think Andy Nicholl was also playing. And this guy was playing. And there's one or two other players. Um, but he, he played prop. So... David Soul. David uh, Soul. Um, and Colin Deans is the other one. Colin Deans is the final one. Absolute class. Um, two very two last questions. Most tries scored in a game, player and opponent, please. Wait, of, of Scottish matches. Scottish yeah. matches. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I, I, I think uh, we go for it. Gavin Hastings against Ivory Coast. Yeah. Oh yeah. How many tries? <laughs> Five. Five. Uh, Four. Ah, oh, no. Nice, mate. I uh, tries scored against. In what, sorry? And you said tries scored against Scotland as well. No, no, no. I didn't say that. Although that was oh, a really right. good question, to be fair. I was going to chuck in Lumu, but... There is... Um, <laughs> three players have lost the most games at the <laughs> World Cup. <laughs> Two back three players and one second row. Patterson. Patterson has lost six games. Sean Lamont. Got to remember, Good so you got to be going uh, to, if you think about it, you probably have got to go to three World Cups. Three World Cups. And probably lost your group game and lost your quarterfinal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Daniele? No. Because he, he went in 03 and then went in yeah. 11. Kenny Logan? Oh, Kenny. Well, Kenny. Oh, Kenny. Well, Kenny. And what was the one about? Uh, back row? Second row. Second row. Uh, Hines? Nope. <laughs> I think we'd have been nine. 91 to 99. Metcalf. In the second room. Richard. Yeah, Richard Metcalf. (laughs) Richard Metcalf. Richard Metcalf has not lost six games with Scotland at the World Cup. Doddy. Big Doddy. Oh, no. So Doddy, Kenny, and Chris Patterson have all lost six games. But in one of those World Cups, Doddy scored two tries against the All Blacks. 
Was that another quarterfinal in 95? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's, you, you leave him alone. He's all right. <laughs> three, le- three legends in the run round. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. I absolutely love them all. Um, and there you go. I think, sadly, whilst you did get the Ivory Coast, which yeah. is always that's, one of my... That's a really good answer. It's always one of my favourite things. One of the tries down Hastings... Rugby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, if you watch the highlights <laughs> of Ivory Coast, they are an absolute <laughs> 85, joke. 85 nil or something like that. 89 nil. You're trying. You're getting close. <laughs> it's actually because when I was at primary school, I wrote a like one-page story about um, that, including that game. Oh, really? So it would have been, what, 95? It would have been six. Yeah. And I wrote a story about Gavin Hastings bringing me on the pitch against Ivory Coast. <laughs> <laughs> so thus starting my love affair with Big Gav. That is fair. And, That's a really good story. And the Ivory Coast is in, that game is sort of in, it was, I think it was one of those ones that I sort of brought home. I was like, look at this. And mum and dad were like, this is terrible, but we love it. Thank you very much. One of my favorite things about that is they actually nilled the Ivory Coast. When did it in the last, I'm going to work this yeah, out. Yeah, nil. When, how often in the last 25 years do you think Scotland have actually nilled anyone? It's a good, good question. We'll work it out. Uh, yeah. Not many times. Not many that times. is the answer. <laughs> um, okay, well, thank you very much for joining us. First day back at school, season four, Thistle Rugby podcast. Follow us everywhere you can. Subscribe. Hit it on um, iTunes. Hit it on Acast. Hit it on Spotify, wherever you are. Um, and leave us a review. Let us know what you think about the new season coming up. Get into those emails thethistlerugby at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter and Instagram as well. Thank you very much. Cheers. Congratulations on making it through that. You even made it past Alan's quiz. You must be an absolute ultra. Just a last chance to remind you to get on to find a player and download your app. Even if you're looking for a game of touch rugby or you're looking for new players for your team this year, Find a Player can help. Get on to Find a Player on the App Store and download it for free today. You can even group yourself by Thistle Rugby Pod listeners. Follow the code in the description for the uh, episode and then type in Thistle, all caps. That's Thistle, all caps, and you will be registered as a Thistle follower. That's Find a Player app on the App Store now. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.